Hey everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game. It is Friday night, a little bit later than usual for our call sheet review and weekend preview. Uh, got wrapped up in doing some other things and actually went to the movies uh, for the day. I haven't done that in a while. Saw a couple movies, so that was great. Saw uh, Wind River. And to give you my quick review on that, it was it was really good. Uh, three reels, three out of four reels, very tense, taut uh, type thriller, um, and really uh, directed by Taylor Sheridan. He's the guy that you that did like the help, which is kind of it seems like kind of an odd type of movie to you know be associated with, but um, to be directing. But he actually, I think he also did he do Sicario. I think he did, no, just, oh, actually, I take that back. This is a different Taylor Sheridan. I thought this was the Taylor Sheridan from The Help. Apparently, it's not. This is really like his, uh, only his second film. So, yeah, so anyways, uh, so Taylor Sheridan, who ever, I guess he was an actor, is an actor or whatever. Uh, well done, Taylor Sheridan. And basically, it's set on Indian Reservation with uh, looks like the homicide of a, of a young uh, native woman who's found barefoot and uh, and with, you know out in the middle of like the snowy you know prairies of I think it's North Dakota South one of the Dakotas I, I believe and she's and she's just out there she's out there she's, uh, she's found dead she's been raped all that bad stuff and uh, and she uh, she's discovered by this uh, hunter he's actually works for like the Bureau of I don't think it's the BLM Bureau of Land Management but something like, yeah I think it's like the wildlife and fisheries Jeremy Renner's character he he's a hunter for the wildlife fisheries basically goes around shooting and killing like predators like you know wolves and and uh, animals you know that are wild of that nature that are going on to like eat sheep and you know disrupt people's livestock and stuff so he's a hunter he's a trained hunter he teams up with elizabeth olsen's character actually get back to this with elizabeth olsen's character uh show me a picture here we go there they go so jeremy hunter's jeremy hunter jeremy renner is a hunter who teams up with elizabeth olsen's character she just flew in from of all places vegas she's a she's a fbi and she's kind of like the only shot they have to solve this case uh, because tribal police are notoriously understaffed. As she mentions at one point, you've got six, you've got six officers to patrol an area the size of Rhode Island. Yeah, I mean, you know, the you know, the reservation, you know, uh, police are not well equipped or staffed, and so it's kind of up to these two to solve who murdered her and why. And he's a hunter; like he goes out, he's out to bring the bad guys down because. Because he's friends with uh, with the father of the of the girl who died, and so it's it's really interesting. I mean, you don't see a lot of movies with you know mainstream white star power like uh, Olsen. Well, I mean, Olsen's like a developing star. Um, you know, I mean, she's she is an Avenger for crying out loud, and actually, so is Renner for that matter. And he's you know he's been nominated for for an Oscar and stuff, so he's he's very much uh, you know. A star as well, but so it's very, it's 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 kind of rare to see, you know, uh, two major stars, two major white stars who are in a native project, which could be problematic in and of itself. I mean, why can't we elevate Native American stars? Blah blah blah. I get all that, but um, you know, that the outsiderness of 
of their whiteness does come into play. And what's actually really interesting, and even though he has, even though Renner's character has a uh, has, has a couple has has had a couple of biracial kids with uh, a native woman, you know, near the res, um, still they are, you know, they're still outsiders to the culture to an extent, even though he's really well connected to the land and its people. And what's really, really does come through in this movie, which I really liked, is just how, I mean, it felt cold. It's 102 degrees outside when I was watching this movie, but, and, and the AC wasn't even up that badly. Sometimes, you know, it can get, get really cold in a, in a theater. It wasn't that, but I felt cold just from the wintry landscapes that, that Taylor Sheridan caught and how the snow is like an, another character. It's like probably the most important character. It feels frigid as hell and just watching that movie because you see like these expanses of mountains and trees and snow and there's snowstorms and they're on snowmobiles and it's just I mean it's it's imagine so all you Game of Thrones fans imagine you spent like an entire season of Game of Thrones north of the wall that's what it felt like watching this movie it's just snowing all the time doesn't look like they had to ramp up very many you know uh very, very many features. Look at look at look at it. That's per, a perfect example. He's wearing like kind of white tracking tracker colors and the vast expanse of white snow out there, and you just feel cold watching that sucker. It's it's pretty amazing. So, anyway, it's really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, three out of four reels. I guess I expect it to be a little bit more complex than it really was. It kind of I won't say it gives it away free, but it really does show you exactly what happened to the girl without have, forcing you to really piece it all together too much. Uh, oh, also, <laughs> for you Jay Devlin fans out there, a cameo by by the, the, the Jay Devlin mom killer, John Bernthal. <laughs> he has a very pivotal role in this movie. So make sure you add him to your call sheets just to spite Jay Devlin. Hey, Jay. Shout-outs to you. All right. So I saw Wind River, and I also saw... Can we get out of this? There we go. And I also saw... Nope, saw that one a long time ago. Uh, I saw The Big Sick. And this is a, ostensibly a dramedy that really isn't that funny. It's, like, not funny at all. He plays himself, Kamel Nanjiani, a stand-up comedian in Chicago, uh, this is actually pretty semi, I don't mean to say semi, it's like mostly autobiographical fictionalized take of him, how he kind of uh, met his wife, that's his wife right here, his real life wife, Emily V. Gordon. She co-wrote this movie with him. And who directed this? Oh yeah, Michael Showalter directed it, you know, a long time. Michael Showalter has done a lot of, I want to say, has he done Best in Show? He's done a lot of, no, that's, um, what's his face? He's done a lot, Wet Hot American Summer, there you go. Uh, he's he's wrote and directed a bunch of like kind of comedian-ish type films, smaller films. Oh, hello, my name is Doris. That's nice. That was a cute little film, uh, a May-December non-romance with Sally Field and uh, uh, Max, uh, the the guy, the the, the the Schmidt from New Girl. I don't want to look him up right now. But yeah, anyway, so he directed The Big Sick. Uh, and based off of the script by uh, Nanjiani and his wife, Emily V. Gordon. And, and, you know, basically, you know, Nanjiani plays, you know, himself, uh, you know, born into this, uh, yeah, an emigre from Pakistan, came over after high school, um, you know, very traditional family. They, you know, eat 
dinner like every weekend or whatever. <clears throat> and she's always constantly parading a bunch of uh, eligible Pakistani women for him, which he's not interested in. He falls for for Kazan's character, Zoe Kazan. She gets sick and right after they broke break up and he kind of like is there for, i mean you've pretty you've seen you've seen it in the trailers by now you know what the plot's about for the most part he's basically there throughout the entire time like she's sick or whatever uh holly hunters like plays her mom uh anupam care plays his dad i mean really well cast around it. ray romano plays the dad uh, her dad and everything it's it's i mean it's I wish it were funnier because it's just not funny. It's not funny. I mean, like the stand-up stuff isn't funny. And I guess I and my mom saw it, the draft mom, she saw it, loved it. That was a really great movie. And it's a really solid movie. Three out of four reels. Highly recommend it. But I don't think it's great because the the funny stuff just wasn't funny. I mean, it just wasn't funny. I, I guess I'm a little disappointed by that. But the the dramatic stuff really does work. Um, and it, it, it's, 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 if this was based off a true story ish i mean it really you know it's really affecting like how he was able to how he's able to come to terms come to grips with dating you know uh, a white girl when his mom will only settle for him dating a pakistani woman it's kind of interesting so yeah it's just i guess i was expecting it to be a little bit more funny it's just not funny at all but he does a really good job kumail nanjani you know him from silicon valley <laughs> he's hilarious actually in silicon valley playing you know a, a bit of a a, a dickish uh, tech bro um, at Pied Piper, and I guess if if I'd expected to not be, if I just took it as like a straight up drama, this would have been fine. The fact he's a stand up comedian who's not funny like at all just kind of bothered me. All right, so that that's what I saw today. Uh, two pretty good movies, three out of four reels. I highly recommend them. Okay, so we're gonna jump into these call sheets. Uh, we might go a little long than normal only because I do want to talk about I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna describe my thought process because I, I saw someone questioning it in the group chat a little bit uh, this, is, this is a very very tough week to to handicap really I mean it's just one of those weeks where the box office is gonna be really low as a matter of fact and this and you know we haven't really done this on a Friday night before uh, and you know, so now we kind of get an idea of like what they're looking like after the first day. It's you know, it's, it's already Saturday and on the East Coast, and you kind of see like what they're talking about with weekend over on Deadline, Deadline Hollywood, another semi-decent resource. Once the once the the game is locked and the the movies are running, I kind of like checking on it, you know, a few times a day throughout the weekend. And and yeah, and so it looks like Logan Lucky is just, I mean. I wouldn't even say it's out of gas. It never had any gas. It seems like it's on fumes from the beginning. Seven to eight million is not good. And Hitman's Bodyguard looks like it's overperforming, which is surprising. Um, ah, I mean, I don't know. I, I still may not even see it in the theaters, or if I do, it might be like a Tuesday matinee or something. If anything, I might actually go support Logan Lucky uh, tomorrow. Uh, at a matinee or something, but yeah, I'm just a little surprised that Logan Lucky is not doing that well. <clears throat> I mean, it's Soderbergh. Soderbergh can be kind of hit or miss, especially this movie was like self-financed. I know like a lot of the, the the theater exhibitors weren't really keen on this for some reason or other. Some sort of like politics on the exhibitor front, but um, I'm just kind of surprised not doing that well. Okay, so let's take a look at some of these call sheets and. As you can see here, these points you can just pretty much disregard. These are all based off of off of early Thursday estimates, and they most likely will be rolled up into the final. 
at the end. And all right, so here's mine. And let's take a look. All right, so I figured the Hitman's Bodyguard was going to do something. I, I figured it's going to be, especially based off the projections we had uh, this weekend from our friends over at Box Office Pro. I mean, oh, actually, this is last week. So what am I doing? Uh, let's go to Thursday Night Report. Here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. So it's so. I mean, it, it looks like it's, it looks like it's going to be close, but even still, about maybe almost a three million dollar difference. Well, actually, a little bit over two million dollar difference between Hitman's Bodyguard and Annabelle. Plus, Annabelle. I think I had it priced a little too high, so I kind of went away from Annabelle. I, I, I experimented with, with, with a bunch of different constructions, working my way up from the $10 background talent all the way up to the $125 feature presentation. By the time I got here, this is kind of the construction I settled, settled on. Three Headman's bodyguards, you know, because, I mean, you could – you could technically afford to do four, but you're not going to really like your call sheet. So I did three Hitman's Bodyguards. I figured Wind River would do nicely. Now, so here's the thing behind Wind, Wind River. So now, now we're going back to, remember how I think I was talking last weekend about replacement value. You have to kind of sometimes figure out, <clears throat> all right, so what's the, what's the most I can get out of points at this level of salary remaining and kind of go from there? So I figured replacement level style <clears throat> that if we can if we can squeeze 10 points out of anything outside of hitman's bodyguard we're ahead of the game so the, with the glass castle with the glass castle figuring to do about another three ish million when i looked at the per weekend averages from last weekend you know how i love me a good per weekend average <laughs> uh the glass castle did about 3,200. So if you assume 2,500 on the same amount of screens, 1,461, you're looking at about 3.65 million. All right. So 3.65 million times two because you get one point per 500,000 in box office limited release. I figure you get 7.3 points, but at a headliner with a 40% bonus, and you're getting about 10.2 points. Good enough for me. So. I, I did a headliner stack of the Glass Castle along with a headliner stack plus one from the Hitman's Bodyguard. And then I also did uh, Wind River. Now, Wind River, now initially I was distraught because I honestly thought Wind River was only going to do about, was, was going to stay under platform, but instead it jumped to 694 screens. There it is, which puts it into limited. Limited is a bit of a no man's land, but if we're looking to get 10 points, if we're if we're just trying to get get us 10 points, and to be honest with you, the screening I saw today, this afternoon, uh, Wind River, it was fairly full, 11.30, low, 12 o'clock screening, mostly old people, that's Summerlin, part of, of Las Vegas for you, but uh, it it was, uh, I mean, maybe about a couple rows away from being sold out, so I think it's going to do pretty well. Now, it's not going to sustain its $13,000 per screen average. But if you figure it does 5,000 per screen, which is well within its range, on 694 screens, that's 3.47 million, which times two is 6.94 million times the 40% bonus gets you at 9.7 points, so almost 10 points. So, so once again, if we're looking at, if we think the best we can do is about 10 points-ish uh, replacement value style for us for a call sheet, 
getting two headlines from Wind River totally makes sense. Now, Dunkirk might is was a little bit of a controversial choice inside the group chat only because they probably couldn't see the logic of the strategy behind it. But here's the strategy behind it. Now, Dunkirk is still doing its thing. It's still almost 3,000 per screen. It's it's dropping. It dropped down to how many screens did it drop down? It dropped down to 3,271, right? So assuming it does 2,200 a screen this week, 3,271, that's seven point. That's essentially 7.2 million. Seven, seven, yeah, 7.2 million times 40, the 40% bonus, and boom, 10.08 points. Replacement value. So we're looking real good there with the headliner stack there. Notice all but one of my call sheet, uh, all but one of my actors on my call sheet are headliners because you're going to need that bonus. If there's ever a weekend to, to be headliner heavy, it's this weekend because you're going to need that bonus. And then finally, uh, we were running low on salary, but I figured I really started to like Ingrid Goes West. I really did. Uh, 26 screens this weekend. I think that's correct. Is it on 26 screens? Theater counts. It is on, yep, 26 screens. I saw the trailer before Wind River, and I laughed my ass off. Ingrid Goes West looks hilarious, like a, like a stalker fan type movie with, of all people, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube's son, uh, you know, fresh off of his uh, straight out of Compton role, whatever. It looks funny as hell. Aubrey Plaza had, you know, she's like the, the mistress, the maestro or maestra of dry kind of self, uh, you know, winking, uh, what's the self, whatever, you know, she's kind of the maestro of kind of like winking at yourself type comedy. And I really enjoyed that trailer. It's going to do, it's going to do really well, I think. So I, and then also what it did last week, I mean, obviously on three screens, whatever it's, it can't keep up, you know, 45,000 per screen. That's bananas. Especially, I think it had like two screens in LA and it's a very LA centric movie. Uh, and then maybe one screen in New York. So on 26 screens, I figured if it can even do 15,000 per screen, which I think is within range, because it's just that good, that's 390,000 or essentially 3.9 points with a headliner for the 40% bonus. You're looking at you know almost five and a half points. That's good enough for me. That's probably about as good as you're going to do with 5,300 remaining. So that's my thought process. Um, I can be proven wrong. I'm kind of glad I avoided the wreck that is Logan Lucky. I was really high on it on my earlier call sheets in the background talent and the gaffer. But uh, by the time I got to the feature presentation, I worked my way up into this mindset. And I, I like my call sheet. I think it's a definite top five. I'm calling my shot. Top five. All right. So, well, you know what? He's at the top already, even though these numbers don't really count. So take a look at Matt. So Matt had a all-star call sheet. Everyone's a headliner. And he had, okay, he had, looks, looks like he had a little bit of everything. Uh, headliner from Hitman's Bodyguard. Headliner from Taxi Driver. Headliner from Logan Lucky. Headliner from Dunkirk. Headliner from Nutjob. Headliner from Moji Movie. Headliner from Atomic Blonde. Headliner from Kidnap. Headliner from Baby Driver. Headliner from Annabelle Creation. I don't know if this was like a protest call sheet. He definitely made, I mean, I don't think there's a repeat one among them. That's pretty interesting. I'm not sure it's the best strategy, but it's a very interesting strategy. And actually, and honestly, on a weekend like this, you're gonna see you're gonna see the playing field be really flat. You're gonna see a lot of, I mean, not 
duplicate call sheets, but I would say a lot of there won't be a lot of room between first to like say tenth, just because it's going to be a really flat you know weekend at the at the box office all around. There are going to be a lot of people like myself who are going to say, "Screw it, I'm not going out Thursday night." Like I did not. I stayed home and I'm going to watch the Defenders. And to give you a quick review on that, I'm only halfway through, but I'm enjoying it. The first, it starts off kind of slow. It's, uh, and I'll go into in depth on it when, uh, when I do the hour long on that will post on Wednesday. But it, it's it's trying to figure out what type of show it wants to be because you've got a clash of styles. You've got four separate. TV shows. I'm not sure if this has really been done before. You got four separate TV shows, all spearheaded by one of these, you know, by one of these defenders, I guess, and 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 they all had four different styles. I mean, you know, like we we all love the, the grit and grime of Daredevil. She's a, you know, her uh, Jessica Jones is like a semi likable wise ass. The Iron Fist is a terrible, terrible show. I am glad I gutted. It out and was able to get to the end because it definitely helps plot-wise seeing what they're setting up with the whole the hand stuff. And then Luke Cage was like this modern-day black exploitation flick type show. It was awesome. So, so you've got like these four shows coming. The, the these four uh, lead actors who had their own shows coming together like Voltron, which I don't think we've really seen before in a quote-unquote TV series. So it's got training wheels on it for like the first maybe two. Uh, and a half episodes, but then the third episode when they kind of come together and it gets really awesome and interesting. I mean, then 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 it, it starts finding its way. So I've gotten through. I think I think I'm halfway through. I think I've gotten through four episodes and I'm liking it. But it's 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 a bit of a struggle watch early. But it's I think it might be worth your while. Kristen Ritter got a little bit crush on her. You remember her from uh, from Breaking Bad? Jesse's girlfriend. She's hot. All right, anyways, The Defenders, yes. Yeah, so I'll be watching that. I'll have a full review of that for the hour long on Wednesday. Okay, so let's take a look at uh, Kiana, our guest on the podcast, and possibly Lurker in the group chat. Once again, I'm telling you guys, if you can, if you can do it, get to the group chat. Group chat is where it's at. You go to our Facebook page, Facebook dot com slash cinema draft click on notes and click on the note that says join our group chat pretty easy to do click there and you will see it's free and easy to join talking strategy there all day every day seven days a week and if you want to win some money it behooves you to be in the group chat just saying okay so all right so i like this call sheet kian this is a pretty solid call sheet so <clears throat> she's got uh, headliner stack of Hitman's Bodyguard, headliner stack of Logan Lucky, which you know might cost her, but even if you're looking at replacement value, I mean it's not bad uh, as far as because if you're trying to get 10 points this week, you can still eke out 10 points with Logan Lucky, with two headliners from um, with uh, two headliners from Logan Lucky. Uh, what else? Uh, Zoe Kazan from the Big Sick. Uh, this might be your weak link right here. Big Sick has been out forever. And it's slowing down. You look at its per screen. I think it's dropped down to what did it do last weekend? Oh no, actually, okay. So 2,000 per screen. So soon might get down to about 1,400 this weekend. It's on 680 screens. What is it? Big sick. 
618 screens. Yeah, so that's not even a million. 865,000, so you'd be lucky to get even maybe three, three and a half points out of that. So that's probably your only misstep right there. Uh, good time. You're probably punting because you're running out of money. The Glass Castle, uh, I actually would have liked, if you could have afforded it, which I don't think you could because Woody Harrelson costs 7,200. Uh, no, sorry. Um, Brie Larson costs 7,200 here. If you could have gotten an extra headliner here for the Glass Castle, I would have liked that a lot better. Um, we already kind of went over its potential points there. Instead, you have Woody Harrelson headlining and Naomi Watts as a non-headliner. Uh, those points will still come in handy, though. This is not bad. This actually... I'm a little concerned with good with uh, good time and the big sick, but this this could be good enough to cash. So well done, Kiana. Well done, KP. And thanks again for being my guest on this week's pod. All right, let's do a couple more. Who else? Let's take a look at let's take a look at Michael Volante. Let's take a look at his call sheet. Interesting. So he has he has the three pack of Hitman's bodyguard, a headliner from Annabelle Creation, which I flirted with on some other call sheets. Um, that this is also a pretty good way to go, although it's a little pricey. Uh, headliner stack from Wind River, smart. Headliner stack from the Glass Castle, smart. And he's taking a risk. He's taking a risk on Patty Cake. Patty Cake is a little is a little lesser known, only on 14 screens, but it's been you know testing through the roof. Um, I don't know. It's if it's type of it's type of movie where if it does say twenty five thousand on fourteen screens, it could get you three hundred fifty thousand. So let's keep our eye, eye out on Patty Cake. We've got one headliner, one non-headliner on Patty Cakes. Cakes are the S as in dollar sign. So we'll keep our eye eye out on that. I actually had a screener for uh, Patty Cakes on Tuesday. This Tuesday coming up, but. You have to miss it because we're having a Cinema Draft group chat. Oh, I was, uh, I was looking for my air horn. No air horn. Uh, 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 uh. Manual air horn. The Cinema Draft group chat fantasy football league draft is going down this Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific. Very excited. Uh, who else should we take a look at? Let's take a look at Ray Kinsella, new player. Let's take a look at your call sheet and see what we can see. Okay, so we have Daniel Craig from... Logan Lucky, headliner, non-headliner, Adam Driver. Oh, with 900 remaining, I personally would have liked to have seen another headliner from Logan Lucky. I think he could, probably could have afforded it. Uh, Ray Kinsella, let's see real quick. If he had 900 left over, yeah. Channing Tatum was only $100 more. Uh, could have definitely spent the $100 to go up and get you a headliner right here. Once upon a time, same deal. Uh, I mean, you're a new player, so I don't expect you to know all of the rules, but if you could have gotten a few more headliners, that would have been great. Man's Bodyguard, uh, a couple here too, same same deal here. If you could have swapped Salma Hayek out for Ryan Reynolds, get you a headliner, get you 40% more points. Nutty, nut job, Nutty by Nature is in the tail end of its run. Um, not expecting – well, you know, actually that's not true. It's in the third week, but – it it only did eight million last weekend, two thousand per screen average. Uh, imagine I imagine it's probably going to drop. At best, you're going to lose another five hundred per screen. So you're looking at fifteen hundred per screen on four thousand three screens, six million. 
it seems like a bit of an overpay for what's only going to be six points. Getting a headline in the glass castle is smart, and Atomic Blonde is a dead film walking. We actually listed it in the hour-long Wednesday podcast as uh, on the shot list as one to be in the cutting room floor because look at its per week per screen average last weekend. It actually there we go, twenty one hundred. So it's not bad, but as it drops down, if you assume once again fifteen hundred per screen. And I think it dropped down to limited release. Yeah, 1,621 screens, 2.4 million. You could do better. Actually, Glass Castle would have been a lot better there, about the same price point salary-wise as well. I like Wind River even better than that on, you know, a third as many screens. Uh, you probably could have spent you probably could have spent the money a little bit better there than Atomic Blonde. And once again, wherever possible, get you a headliner. Those points are worth 40% more. So, for example, if uh, Logan Lucky does 10 million, which it looks like it will not, but if Logan Lucky does 10 million at one point per million in wide release, Adam Driver would get 10 points, whereas Daniel Craig would get 14 points. But thanks for uh, playing. Looking forward to seeing your call sheet next week. Uh, good luck to you this week, but. It, Looks like you will probably be outside the money. Uh, let's take on one other one. You know what? Let's, let's look at our, our fireball. Excellent. He has 18 straight weeks of being in the money. It's a cinema draft record. Let's see if, he will, if this will be a call sheet that will take him into the money once again. And here, here we go. Four-pack of Hitman's Bodyguard. He has... A three-pack of the Glass Castle. I am intrigued. Okay. Uh, Paula Dofat from Step as a headliner, and I like that. Step actually expanded. I thought it actually shrink, but it actually expanded to 306 screens this week, so that's awesome for it. Uh, Atomic Blonde headliner feels like he doesn't necessarily need it. Um, that might actually cost him some points, but I really – and then Worf the Planet of the Apes also is kind of a dead – Dead film walking. Uh, it might be too wide for its own good. Limited release. But I, I like the three-pack of the Glass Castle. I like the four-pack of Hitman's Bodyguard. And I even like the headliner from Step. I mean, if you're going to spend 5000 that's not – you could do worse there. I mean, Step – what did Step do last weekend? Step did – I mean, Step only did, I think, 1400 last weekend. See so if it does 1000 per screen – times 306 screens, that's 306,000 points. With a headliner, you're looking at, why am I so bad at math? At 4.4 points, which is decent value for a min-salaried, a min-priced actor like Paula Dofat in Step. So I like this. This, I think, feels like a seventh or eighth place call sheet, which, of course, will be 19 consecutive weeks in the money for your boy. Excellent. All right. And so that's going to pretty much wrap it up. I've talked your ear off. It is Friday night. I will go back to watching the defenders. Damn it. Uh, wrap it up. It's only, only eight episodes. So you can knock it out in like one, one day, one night. So uh, I will give you my full review on that Wednesday night. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you tell all your friends, cinemadraft.co, that is cinemadraft.co, to sign up to play the game. We will have the new talent pool out late Sunday night. Also subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your fine podcast from. And between now and the next time, everybody, y'all know what to do.
watch go see a movie or something.